Searching for Canada's best startups. The Pitch Please Podcast. Hosted by Mike Thibodeau. Give us your best pitch. Pitch please. Three, two, one. Connecting with Canada's startups to learn about their business and the amazing people behind them. Follow along and hear some of the most interesting ideas in startups from across Canada. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pitch Please podcast. This is Mike here, and today I'm joined by Vincent from 7dish. Vincent, uh, why don't you kick us off with a little bit of an introduction of your role at 7dish and maybe a bit on your own career journey and background of what led you here? Sure. Well, thanks, Mike, for having me here. It's really great. Um, so I'm the founder and CEO of 7dish and currently uh, responsible for many things as any, any founder of a startup. And uh, a bit about myself, um, I think I, I can qualify myself as an entrepreneur and builder at heart. Um, was uh, born and raised uh, in Montreal and uh, always had an interest in technology. And uh, I naturally gravitated towards the space uh, as a career choice. And um, I was really fascinated with the start of the internet and its potential uh, pre-2000 and uh, got to work on you know, first generations of media and entertainment websites. Uh, while I was studying. And um, after graduating from McGill University in computer engineering, I, I got to start my career at Accenture and spent a couple years on consulting on very large-scale projects, uh, whether in utility or retail. And uh, I got really the entrepreneurship call in, in 2006. Um, and I had the opportunity to start a company with uh, my partner at the time, Louis Fournier. And uh, we got to start a company called Orchestra which uh, you know, initially was a consultancy in the digital and e-com space. And uh, we were looking to offer high-quality, high-value digital and e-commerce services, uh, but at a human scale, as opposed to Accenture with 100,000 people plus at the time. Um, and uh, we got to help some pretty large enterprise retailers and distributors like Sobeys, Giant Eagle, Mary Kay, Stanley Black & Decker, uh, to either enter or improve their digital uh, presence uh, and and play in the digital arena. Um, and uh, about midway in the journey, we uh, pivoted in 2011 as major trends of mobile, social, and cloud were converging at the time. We got to uh, build a new generation of uh, e-com or omni-channel commerce platform uh, and really became a, a SaaS platform provider uh, with, uh, with that pivot. Uh, while still offering some value-added uh, services. So those were really exciting times. Uh, we had new paradigms, both for tech providers and for retailers, such as cloud and mobility. And from a consumer perspective, mobility and social really changed the game for how consumers evolved, their shopping behavior, how it complexified the shopper journeys, um, and really was a, a great puzzle to solve for. And uh, we kind of uh, grew our way uh, in, into this, uh, got, got to specialize also quite a bit into the grocery space. And uh, we eventually got acquired in 2017 by a company called MBF Commerce. So, I mean, in, in a nutshell, I mean, during about 15 years as part of that journey, I uh, got to work with great and talented colleagues, customers and partners. Uh, we got to build and grow a fantastic team raise some funds and eventually sell the company. So um, when, when that part or that chapter was over, um, you know, we, uh, as part of being acquired, uh, we got 
straight into COVID. Um, and it was kind of a crazy time for e-commerce companies like us seeing 10x traffic overnight. Um, so got to ride, ride that part uh, of the journey after the integration and then uh, decided to move on to uh, other, uh, other things, I'd say. Um, and uh, after some reflection as to what to do next, um, I wanted to get back into the game and uh, started a new company uh, called 7 Dish. That's super cool. So the, the world of SaaS and building teams and building companies is not new to you. You did it not only for yourself and congratulations on a successful exit. That's always a big milestone for a lot of founders or people that start start businesses. Um, but even during your time at Orchestra Technologies, you were actually working on these types of problems and challenges every single day. And so you've naturally been able to bring a lot of those skills. So maybe um, talk to us about you know, what inspired, we won't get into the details of 7Dish and everything about it yet, but maybe what inspired this idea around around 7Dish uh, as the next step in your journey? Uh, well, I mean, when when you look at uh, at food uh, as, as a whole, so I, I can say that I'm a foodie. Um, I enjoy cooking, I enjoy eating, and um, when when you get children, uh, so I have two two young girls. Uh, they're seven and nine. Uh, the whole weekly experience changes drastically. Uh, whereas before, you had time, you could take the time to to cook on a weeknight. Uh, you know, you, you're not as much on a schedule. But with kids, you have less time. Your children have ever changing tastes and needs, and the energy and motivation to make dinner exciting is is harder to find. So. Um, Combine that with the fact that at Orchestra, we work with a lot of grocery chains. Um, we're very aware about, about that part of customers' journeys. Um, but uh, th- there was an issue with having all of that, that experience for customers to make, make all of their, their planning for the week easier uh, coming just from the grocery chain. You know, Families have unique needs. Uh, they might shop from different places. They might combine groceries with other types of goods uh, that are coming from other other retailers or, or other restaurants or etc so having a holistic view on your weekly needs uh, can't necessarily just come from the grocery chain so there was kind of that I'd say the first mile of the journey for families is, is kind of still uh, very disconnected and fragmented um, and that kind of initiated uh, the the thought of how can we how can we tie all this together? To simplify the lives of families on a weekly basis. So it was a pain point that was literally close to home. <laughs> yeah, close to many homes. <laughs> yeah, and so you, your journey at Orchestra. You said you know um, you were at Accenture before, then Orchestra, now Seven Dish. But earlier you mentioned that you sort of always knew that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was like your your own style. What would you say ha- inspired you? And when did you sort of know for you that entrepreneurship was a future path? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, uh, I guess I can say that uh, from, a, from a young age, um, you know, thinking of uh, ideas, putting them into motion, uh, whether it's commercial or not, was something that was... Uh, uh, kind of uh, instinctive to, to me. So um, whether it was uh, uh, mowing some lawns and trying to make a business out of it, or um, later on uh, it, being a consultant or trying to build um, websites in the pre, pre-2000 years and 
and trying to figure out how how can you we we make make a business out of this. It was always in the back of my mind, um, and I think I took uh, initially uh, the path of the the standard path of you graduate and you get a job uh, in parallel. And just a couple of years after, I figured out that that probably that wasn't the best thing for me, and um, and therefore we decided to start start a company. So. Um, I think it was always there in the background, and uh, when the opportunity came, uh, um, you kind of jumped on it. And, and I'm sure you're not alone. I'm sure there's many people, even myself, if you were to talk to most of my friends, there's always uh, an itch to look at the world around you and come up with ideas for problems you're seeing. And so some people just love this space. And for me, this is a big piece of the podcast, which is learning about other people's itches and what are all these challenges and opportunities they see in the world around us. As you were going through your journey at Orchestra, um, or maybe it was even before that, or maybe it's now. Are there any companies specifically that you look up to? And if so, why? Um, well, actually, uh, it, it's interesting you asked that. Um, one of the, the companies that I uh, really look up to and, and enjoy uh, seeing their progress is uh, a company from a very good friend of mine called, called Mark uh, uh, Boshi, who um, founded a company called Unido. Uh, eight years ago, and uh, it's essentially a SaaS platform that offers two-way workflow automation between multiple solutions like Asana, Trello, Salesforce, Airtable, and, and many others. And what I really appreciate about what Mark did um, and what he built with his team is innovation around the employee experience. So, um, it, it, especially in a in a market today where there's labor shortage and it's it's hard to find talent. They really found a great way to innovate from recruiting to retention uh, in topics like salary transparency and equity, uh, building a great culture internally, and, and just being a really great place to work at. So I think that you know, as part of a, a lot of uh, evolution that we have in, in, in companies today, working on how you treat your employees and how you make them feel great about working uh, in your company is going to be really the the best formula ultimately to, uh, to to get success. That's cool. It's a noble mission, and it's super awesome that you know you know the founder of of that and are able to still connect and bounce ideas, get mentorship, and stay close. That that's awesome. I'll have to check them out after after the show. Um, yeah, sure. Let's let's talk maybe a little bit about um, Seven Dish next. Uh, what we love to do on the Pitch Please podcast is start with your pitch so that we can learn a bit more and then we can go from there. So Vincent, your pitch, please. Sure. So what's for dinner? I get that question every single day. I'm a parent of two young girls and like millions of busy and stressed parents out there that are more and more conscious about food costs, we all need help with our weekly food needs. And at 7Dish, we're building a meal planning and smart shopping app that helps families eat a varied and healthy diet with personalized weekly meal options, save hours every week, and save up to $250 a month with smarter grocery purchases that are optimized for quantity and price. Our goal is to improve the health and quality of life of families one week at a time. That's awesome. Now, you told us earlier that it got started... Um a little bit off your own frustrations and identification of this need in your own life and many people around you, what was sort of the compelling moment of when you decided, okay, I'm going to take this problem and I actually want to solve it? What, what was, was there like a, a certain day or a certain moment in your life where you were like, this is, this is the, the idea I want to jump on? 
Um, well, it, it, it's interesting because it, it's something that grew in, in, in my mind through the years of, of working in, in my prior company um, because we were exposed to a lot of the food space, uh, working with grocery chains and, and restaurants and et cetera. And, um, and, and by trying to get our customers to go all the way to where I, I now want to go, we realized that this wasn't really possible for them to go all the way just because when when you want to when you want to offer a service that's customer first uh, you can't be bound necessarily by your own infrastructure and and business model and barriers so um i guess the 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 ultimate moment was um this cannot come from the infrastructure it needs to come from the customer first and uh and with the timing of um of not only the, the the fact that I wanted to move on personally to another another challenge, but also the whole pandemic uh, created a great timing for for this type of idea, where um, all of the food infrastructure delivery instru- infrastructure exploded during the pandemic, and now we're left with a more mature space uh, with regards to the last mile and food delivery and, and a bigger awareness in the market around the usage of food services and apps. So it's, it was also a, a timing of when, when the time was right to, to bring that type of service into market. Makes sense. So maybe teach me a little bit about how seven dish works or it will work, um, for the user and, and as a customer or potential customer myself, um, how would I use Seven Dish uh, in, in my weeks or months or days or wh- wherever it fits into people's lives? Sure. Um, well, it, essentially, the the application is is to be uh, your your personal assistant, where um, you know you can start with a question of what what am I going to eat this week or what what do I want to eat tonight, and the application is sent, essentially will learn a bit about you. Uh, initially, where you can state any preferences or restrictions that you have, um, any specific cookware you have, like you have a, a barbecue, you have a smoker, you have an oven, an air fryer, um, and also uh, learn a bit about your, your family. Do, do, do you have any allergies or diets uh, or medical conditions that would affect what you can or can't eat? And then based on that, as a, as a baseline, we'll be able to uh, help you get a personalized experience in terms of searching for meal options or literally getting inspired with either a full full week uh, worth of recipes and meal options or just a single one. And uh, and our how the app works essentially is really to take off a lot of the burden of your, your weekly tasks. So, you know, generating your shopping list automatically and then allowing you to get a, a full grocery cart for the grocers you want to shop at so that you can get a sense of how much would it cost for the week and and just make your life easier if you want to order online or just take that 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 cart and shop in store so and as you as you keep on using the application we'll we'll know more and more what you like what you don't like and and you end up get, getting a real personal assistant that that really knows you and understands you that's cool. So there's like an initial profile setup, if you will. Uh, and is it web-based, phone-based, app-based? It, it's going to be a web and mobile. Okay. And so you yeah. put in your preferences uh, as a user, but over time, it also learns more about you and your habits and, and trends. And then you were saying something about it helping compile the shopping list or the shopping cart across the entire recommended meal plans for the week. Um, 
first, uh, maybe a question on how the meal plans work. Do you say, hey, I need three dinners this week, two lunches, the rest I might not be home, make me some great meals. And then it looks across, it recommends those and then also groups, hey, if you need ground beef for three of the meals, here's how much ground beef you need to buy total. Is that sort of how it works? Yeah, well, the, the so a, interesting point. So so a couple of things there. So uh, first thing, the idea is to make it configurable to your needs. So to your point, um, if you want uh, dinners for Monday to Thursday, for instance, which are the, the, the weekly more, more problematic meals for a lot of families, um, and you want also lunch options or quick and easy lunch options, so you'll have a, a certain set of configurations to help the recommender to provide your the plan for you and uh, and then obviously you have the the opportunity to to swap out easily options or the options that wouldn't fit um and and the more and more we'll we'll get get users to uh test it out and try it out we'll see what what people want to tailor and customize versus keeping it simple um and then for for the the shopping list what we're looking to do uh, down the road is to be able to influence um, your meal options based on what's available at your favorite grocery store, for instance, this week, uh, both in terms of availability, assortment, seasonality, and price. But we also want um, to optimize the meal options based on that. So to your point, if you've got two recipes with ground beef for the week, how can you optimize let's say something that would be a family pack at a better price from the grocery store. So we're looking to optimize on both ends, which ends up saving you money and also uh, ends up wasting less food, which, which are two key, key objectives that we have. That's super cool. And so will it also pull in and maybe it does already like couponing or discounts or things that are on special that week across all of the different, I think you called them infrastructure, but essentially the grocery stores in your, your neighborhood or area. Yeah, so the, the idea would be to provide a view uh, of what are um, grocery carts going to cost uh, in different grocery stores in your area. So based on participating grocery stores or the ones in, in certain demographics um, so that you would be able to, you know, make an educated uh, guess towards where you want to shop if you want to go uh, a different different option than, than your favorite store, for instance. That's cool. And I, I know on your website, you have meet your lifestyle, nutrition and health goals. Um, is there actually a component to set health goals as well and use that as an intelligent component into the meal plans or meal preps? Like say, you know, I'm doing a keto diet this week or I'm trying to do a more vegetable based meals. Is that like an input that you're able to choose and customize? Yeah, so you're going to be able to choose the type of diet uh, that you want to have. Uh, initially, so there's the concept of the, the family's profile. So usually the person that's in charge of choosing what people eat for, for the week in a family will kind of create a family profile out of everybody's preferences or restrictions. Uh, but if you want it as an individual to say, well, I'll go on a, on a paleo strict diet or on a keto diet, you could, you could spec that out. And then the meal recommendations are going to be uh, valid for that type of diet. So, so that can just speed things up. Same thing for vegetarian or, or even if you, if you like a certain type of cuisine and you want it to be vegetarian, you can specify those as well. Um, so that it can help speed up the options, uh, that are proposed to you or what would be recommended to you into a meal plan. That's super cool. Um, now we've been talking about who uses this in 
kind of beating around the bush on it, but who is sort of your intended primary audience? Uh, it, it sounds like it could be for anyone, but who's sort of the primary audience that you think are going to use Seven Dish, and um, and then who would be the kind of secondary audience in in any regard? Yeah, um, uh, that's a that's a very good question. One of the first ones we ask ourselves when we get something started. Um, so. Although, as you said, it could apply to a lot of people, what we the the segment that we think is going to benefit the most out of this application is uh, busy working parents with with young children uh, at home uh, that are feeling stressed or with the mental charge of figuring out what's for dinner every week. Um, so that would be kind of the ideal candidate. And um, you know, although there's there's a lot of alternatives for for options uh, when you don't have time to to cook, for instance. Um, those families have tried alternatives like ready to eat, uh, ready to cook, like meal kits or just takeout. Um, but they, they just haven't found what they needed uh, fully either because it's a, a question of cost, unhealthy choices or lack of variety or simply just too much packaging that you have with, with meal kits filling up your, your recycling bin. Uh, and therefore, they're, they're looking for different solutions or a better solution. So that would be our initial segment that we're looking for. And um, and out of that segment, uh, any any family that has uh, you know people in the family that have allergies or or need to follow specific uh, restrictions in terms of food really limits out a lot of the options out there. Um, so those are those are are actively looking also for for solutions to help them out with their challenges. So those those would be the the primary uh, segments we're we're looking at um, the whole the whole space of individual. Uh, you know, meal meal following uh, is something that is also uh, another huge market. Um, but uh, you know, as any startup with limited uh, time and resources, families is is target number one. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like other people are going to be able to use it. To your point, if I'm meal planning for the whole week, even if I'm an individual, families obviously is the primary goal. But even if I'm an individual, the concept of five different meals and it helps optimize what I need to buy. I think whether it's an individual or families, you really hit on a good point there, which is there's a whole kind of concept of sustainability built into what you're doing here because you're going to buy closer to what you need and intend to use rather than overbuying. Um, it'll help kind of customize that into into your meals, correct? Uh, absolutely. Uh, if we can if we can optimize for both price based on what's what's uh, at a, a, a in a discount or a good price versus to the the average for that product, and on top of that, optimize for quantities as well, then you'll minimize the the waste. Uh, there's there's uh, so many uh, statistics showing that you know people that 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 do planning uh or or plan more properly their week will end up wasting less so uh so the better we can help uh families um to to both save on in terms of quantity and price the the better they'll end up that's awesome and so what does it actually what does the output look like is it hey for my monday i would open my dinner and i would get a step-by-step set of ingredients and instructions to cook that specific meal, almost like sure. a, a good food or a Hello Fresh that people might be familiar with. Well, so it's a it's a bit different. So one one of the the issues that you know, having talked to a lot of families, is is the variety uh, conundrum. So uh, people, um, you know, essentially uh, lack the time to find inspiration or find it cumbersome to just search on the web to find find options, uh, and therefore they end up eating. The same thing over and over. So um, what we wanted to do is to make 
make the web available within the application uh, in a standardized and, and enriched way so that um, instead of just having that, that limited set of recipes, you might like uh, Jamie Oliver, or you might like uh, Ricardo in Quebec, which is, which is very popular. So um, we make those recipes available as part of the recommendations. So therefore, you can, uh, once, once you, you, you have a meal that's recommended, you can just uh, go directly to the source and get, get your instruction to, to cook, cook the recipe. But essentially, you have access to the ingredients, the instructions, and also the nutritional information for that recipe. That's amazing. So honestly, the entire web is the cookbook. Um, so once you select the meals that were interesting or helps kind of put them together, it'll actually route you to each as you need to go cook them throughout the week. Yeah, exactly. That, that's super cool. Um, what's been in... Actually, maybe before we go there, competitors. Are there competitors in this space or alternatives? I guess there's definitely alternatives, I would imagine, but are there competitors as well? Yeah, the, the, there's there's definitely uh, both alternatives and competitors. Um, with regards to the alternatives, as as we talked a bit earlier, um, uh, in terms of food services, we're actually looking for the ones where it, it doesn't fit the bill for 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 our our customer segment. Um, but in terms of competition, there's there's different apps either that are focused on um, kind of saving you money, or there's apps that are focused on helping you uh, get get recipe ideas and etc uh, where where we haven't found um, good good alternative options is where you can offer curated recipe variety with a large assortment from from the web uh, as as well as being able to recommend personalized meal plans dynamically um, usually you'll have a large access uh, to, to recipes, but then you need to build your plan yourself. So uh, we're really looking to to streamline the process end to end, um, and we haven't found a lot of uh, good options for that. Um, it, none in Canada and uh, limited limited uh, competitors in the U.S. So that's cool. That's uh, it means you just got to keep moving fast. But that uh, it sounds like you're on to something now. Where? Um, where or how do you at Seven Dish make money? Is this something I would subscribe to as a user and pay monthly, or how does that how does that work? Yeah, so we're looking uh, at two uh, potential revenue streams. So we we haven't launched yet, but uh, essentially uh, we're looking at a, a transaction fee for um, uh, grocery stores for online orders that are placed by users, and we intend to make that that flow uh, as a free service for users. And uh, we'll have a premium subscription, uh, which is going to be a monthly fee for families um, uh, that subscribe to the service and want to get uh, access to uh, 100% of the capabilities. And I mean, it, it seems like it would be pretty rational based on just the food cost savings alone, never mind the time and variety that it'll provide. So it sounds like you've got a great model there and, and a lot of value that people would pay for just to save them time and efficiency, especially if... Over time, you're helping optimize their cart, their shopping list. Um, you might be saving. Do you have a sense of how many hours a week you might save people that are using Seven Dish? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something that'll vary based on the family profile, but e easily save you know two to three hours a week um, uh, on average for sure. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Even if you make twenty dollars an hour, you could save yourself sixty dollars to eighty dollars worth of time. Um, which is pretty impressive. 
What's been your favorite or maybe most memorable story uh, in in your journey so far as you've been building up Seven Dish? Um, I think one of the the very interesting things is is around uh, our, our kind of validation of, of our, our business model that we've we've done um, last year um, and speaking to customers or potential customers and uh, uh, you know understanding how how deeply we can impact their quality of life and the positive impact we can have on their on their lives is a great great motivator for for the business so that was a a great, great sequence. Uh, really enjoyed it, and um, and looking forward to be able to bring it to life and and help them concretely. What would you say has been the hardest part, though? Um, I mean, the the hardest part is is uh, wanting to go uh, always faster than than the resources and time you have available. Um, you know, uh, being able to to really focus on what we can do to solve for that ideal customer segments problems first and foremost and prioritize ruthlessly against anything else um, to be able to get get and hit some milestones so uh, and and what was great about about spending time with customers is that it helps you to to zero in on what that is yeah and i'm confident based on your previous experience uh, at Accenture and Orchestra, your concept of speed, prioritization, and now layered in with with talking to potential customers or customers, families truly facing this is is going to bring that to life. Um, now you said you what stage are you at? You said you're about to launch or you just launched. Where what talk us through that a little bit, and I guess maybe even weave into that where you are today, and maybe what the next six months look like for for Seven Dish. Sure. So uh, currently we're 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 in development, and uh, we're we're looking to get uh, a first version uh, as a, a beta or MVP uh, in in March, so around the March timeframe. So uh, it, it looks like it's going to be tomorrow, being in January already, but uh, it's pretty exciting. So um, so that's that's where we're at from a product perspective, and um, we're going to make this available as a web and, and mobile application. Um, and uh, in the next six months, we're really looking, well, first off, to launch our beta and to get as much uh, feedback and, and understanding from our, our beta users um, to, uh, to hone, hone and, and tweak the product to make it uh, you know, great, great for that customer segment. Um, and to be able to to launch uh, sometime uh, at the beginning of the fall. All right. So coming in March, do you have a sense of how many beta users you would love to sort of see in your pool? And is the beta going to be regionally restricted? Is it Canada-wide, just in Quebec, multi-market, North America? What's sort of like the thinking on the beta rollout? Yeah, so so we're we're looking initially to, to have a closed beta um, and get get first first cohort under under 100 users and uh, really learn from that first experience uh, you, from from past experience uh, this is where the bulk of, of some of the uh, surprises come so we'll we'll get to, to learn from that and then go gradually based on the experience based on the feedback we're, we're going to increase the the size of, of that beta and and learn from subsequent cohorts. Um, and uh, that's why we're giving ourselves a, a six-month period to be able to test out with with uh, different different cohorts of users, and uh, eventually we'll we'll probably going to open up the beta afterwards um, before before launch to get get a critical mass of users. That's amazing. And do you have a rough timeline on when you would love to see this GA and market at least for Canadians? Yeah, it would be it would be beginning of the fall. Beginning of the fall. Okay, and. 
Uh, so I'm probably going to sign up. But for anyone else interested, where should they go if they want to sign up, either to be part of the beta um, or or GA? And you said the beta is going to be about 100 people, but is it specific to a region or just specific to a number of people? Um, it's going to be it's going to be most probably focused on on Canada first for okay. for the initial beta. But uh, but you can benefit from the application even if you're from the US or or, or another region. So that it's not. Um, Everywhere uh, from from the beginning to to your shopping list, you're not limited geographically. For for buying groceries, you'll be limited by by certain uh, geographies or or participating grocery stores to start with. That makes sense. And um, I guess as part of this, do you make the relationships also with the participating grocery stores? Um, and are is that like also, I guess, one of your customers? Is this partially yes, a double sided marketplace at the end of the day? Uh, well, for for placing an actual order, there 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 needs to be a relationship with with the grocery store, and and the more the closer the the relationship with the grocery store, the more value we can bring to customers that are shoppers for that store chain. Um, so yes, in in that sense, uh, that there's two parties involved. Awesome. Are you also looking for if we have someone that's listening to the podcast? Uh, by chance, that's also in this space. Are you looking to bring on more grocers and retailers at this time, uh, or is that after the initial 100 user beta that you'll be kind of crossing that bridge? Uh, well, uh, we're we're going to start with the initial ones, but okay. any any grocery chain that would be interested in participating or or starting a conversation, are more more than happy to to have a discussion with them. That's amazing. So, if people want to sign up, um, where where should they go? They they can go on on sevendish.com and just sign up uh, to our, our beta waiting list and then uh, they'll be uh, up to date with uh, our progress and and when it's actually going to launch um, and depending on uh, region and and interest uh, we'll we'll shape up our, our first cohort uh, for for the March timeframe. That's amazing and, and so it's it's act, the actual number seven dish. Com. And if people wanted to follow updates, is it best to do that just via the website, LinkedIn, Instagram? What are sort of the means that you're keeping in touch with your um, current or prospective uh, customers? Yeah, for, for the moment, it's going to be through through the mailing list. And we're eventually going to start ramping up on, on social media presence uh, in, in the spring uh, when we launch the beta. Nice, super exciting. I'm. I, this is sort of the. I love watching people at the different stages of the journey. I think so far from a bunch of the people we've talked to, um, you're maybe earliest on in the development of this. So it'll be really cool to watch the evolution of something that I'm sure so many families are going to see absolute value in. I can already picture a bunch of people at work that complain about this to me regularly. Uh, <laughs> immediately going to go and and sign up, whether it be for the beta or or the alpha over time. Um, when you sort of look longer range, um, five years down the road, maybe I'm sure you've got a, an aspirational state for for seven dish. Um, is there like a longer range vision of how you see this product impacting the world around us? Well, I, I think if you if you look at it at, at a you know higher higher level, our our goal ultimately is to improve the quality of life and health of families at home, right? So. If we're able in five years to help several hundred thousands of families to to achieve that goal, then that would be a, a good aspiration for the next five years. 
That's super cool. I'd love to over time as as it goes out. I think there's like something really around this like food waste piece, which at least I'm seeing as we kind of think about sustainability left to right across Canada that I think is going to be so critical to being able to even amplify your story that is like the uh, incremental benefit. You're saving time, saving money, and the overall reduction in food waste um, could solve so many global problems. And so it's it's amazing. It's amazing to see what what you're up to. Yeah, and it's a great point that you you, you bring up because uh, food waste is is a massive global problem, and uh, I think it's a it's a problem that's understated to some some extent. People aren't necessarily aware of the global impact. They're they're aware of, of the impact in their own kitchen, but when you look at you know the billions of of dollars worth of food that's wasted every year it's 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 a massive problem so if we can help reduce a portion of that food waste and be able to help with the health of the planet as well we'll we'll have achieved the you know quite a bit ultimately definitely and i know on your website you know we are cooking an ai based food assistant um before we started the podcast today we were talking very briefly about open ai do you see open ai having a role uh in in seven dish or accelerating the work you're doing or how does that sort of play in well i, I think uh irrespectively if it's if it's open ai or, or or not um the fact of having some type of conversation with customers um that and to be able to understand them and their context uh, is going to really help uh, provide uh, the right recommendations for each family um, so in that sense, uh, the, the, the personal assistant uh, is really to feel that you've got somebody that, that has your back and that, that knows where you're at in either your uh, diet changes uh, needs or uh, allergies that your children have and really to be able to support you because you know, uh, um, nutritional, nutritional needs are, isn't something that's static in time. Uh, it's something that evolves as your family evolve, as your kids grow up. So if we can be good enough to understand how these things evolve through your behavior, through your needs, uh, then we'll really be able to provide value on a, on a long-term basis as opposed to just on a, a transaction. That's amazing. Vincent, there's one other thing. It's a bit of a surprise. I didn't tell you we were going to do this, but I do it with every guest. Um, Pitch Please podcast is really hard to say multiple times fast, but we're trying to do a bit of a competition to see of all of the guests coming onto the show, who can say Pitch Please podcast, Pitch Please podcast the most times in a row without getting tripped up. So if you've got (laughs) water around you, have a sip of water. I want to see where you rank. I'm not going to tell you where you rank. You're going to have to listen to the podcast to figure out if you're at the top of the bottom of the ranking. Um, but whenever you're ready, you go and I'll keep count. Sounds good. Pitch, please, podcast. 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 Pitch please podcast, 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 pitch please cut. There you go. That was that was pretty impressive. I think I counted like 23. That was really impressive. 
Well, um, we'll see where where the, the where, where, where where you rank, uh, Vincent. Before we sort of kind of do the wrap on the show, is there anything that you know you wanted to mention about Seven Dish, about yourself, the journey that we didn't cover today? Uh, no, I think uh, that was a pretty pretty good coverage. Uh, well, I mean, thank you very much for for the opportunity. It was great to have the chat with you. Well, thank you, Vincent. Uh, thank you, everyone else who tuned in today and joined another episode. Um, on the on the pitch please podcast make sure to tune in uh we'll be releasing these on a regular basis and talking to amazing founders and startups across canada just like vincent and seven dish vincent great luck on your upcoming uh release of your beta in march uh we wish you all the best and look forward to watching and continuing along the journey thank you very much mike very appreciated You've been listening to the Pitch Please Podcast. Pitch Please. Pitch Please. <laughs> Hosted by Mike Thibodeau. Tune in for regular episodes and show notes at pitchplease.ca. And make sure to give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform.